Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We say what they can't radio. This show is sponsored by Mama Loves Cocktails. Check out her Instagram page. She has some really dope t-shirts, hoodies, and so much more. With Mama Loves Cocktail on Instagram. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You podcast, a podcast about love, marriage, and all the things that people never really prepare you for before you say I do. So now, this show was super important to me because it's a... First of all, the name of the show is Love Behind the Wall, right? And so it was important to me because it's a a topic that nobody ever discussed. You know, when you, you think about, um, you know, people that are incarcerated or whatever, you usually just hear the person that is incarcerated and their story and what they go through mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you never, ever really hear their families, their spouses, their mother, their children, you don't really hear what they go through because when somebody senses, it's not just that person that's doing the time. It's the people who are holding them down, you know? Yeah. And so it was so important to me to bring light to it because, again, people, you guys are never heard, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to, first of all, thank you all for coming out because it was not easy to get people to come out to talk about this subject, right? For fear of judgment or whatever issues they may have. Maybe the spouse doesn't want them to or whatever. So I'm really mm-hmm. grateful that you guys came out to educate people on this matter. So without further ado, I'm going to go around the table and I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves and briefly just tell people, you know, a little bit about your situation. Okay, um, I'm McKinney Marsden. I'm the wife of Ricardo Marsden, who is wrongfully convicted. And I'm also a blogger, a women's empowerment organizer, showcase manager. And I also host my own show prior to pregnancy. But um, basically right now what we are doing in his case is um, we are wait- awaiting the deliberation of a motion that was put in on his behalf. And um, our situation is not unique. Like, I tell people this all the time. Wrongful convictions happen to a lot of people. The problem is a lot of people don't get legal assistance or they don't get the support from the families or whatever it is. They they lack in a lot of support from that. But um, my job, what I like to do is just bring awareness to mass incarceration for one bring awareness to wrongful convictions for two, and also give a voice to families like us because I know that when I first started getting into the situation, there was a lot of stuff that I lacked, and I wasn't going to receive that from the people around me. Family, friends, everybody turned on me because I was supporting him. And I didn't let that turn me away. You know, I guess for some reason I'm used to that kind of treatment. I let it motivate me and encourage me to be more than what I was. And through that process, I met a lot of 
honorable young women and just family members all together that are supportive. And we've learned to build a family through the connections that we have. So that's what I like to do. Just put it out there and, and get the right energy reciprocated back to us. What's up, world? It's your boy Onifly on the check-in. You know, um, I'm a credit specialist. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a skill developer for, for the youth out there in basketball. Um, I'm here to talk about how I held my wife down while she was incarcerated. You know, me and myself, I've been going in and out of jail from I was 16, 15 years old. So I know what it's like needing somebody to be there by your side and still making you feel alive because, you know, when you locked up and you away, you know, they say out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, we all just want to feel loved and have our people still make us feel like we're here with them. So I'm going to give you all an insight on that, you know, and it's not normal for a guy to hold the woman down. Right, right. So I'm going to give you all a little insight on that. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, um, I'm Tanya. Um, I'm a licensed nurse. Um, I work with displaced women and children as well, um, trying to empower them to realize that they can start their life again, that, you know, a lot of them get displaced due to domestic situations and feel, you know, when you've been in domestic situations and been mentally abused so long, you really believe that you cannot survive without your abuser. But um, we help them to realize that they can go forward. So I do that. Um, and I do a lot of community work just with basically my focus is with um, homeless women and children when I'm not doing um, nursing. Um, the person that I held down is now deceased, but he lives on in my heart. But I can also speak from the opposite side of the wall because I've also um, did five years in prison as well. So I know what it's like to be on the inside with somebody. I know what it's like to be on the inside where people thought you just had forgotten all about you. And, um, and then also to speak about, like, why women have a higher return rate than the men. Because society does not prepare for the women, but they always, it's just like that in the jails as well. The men have better privileges than the women do. And, um, you know, and then when they come out, they have these establishments where the men can go and try to start life over and women reenter society going back to the same abusive situations that they left before they were incarcerated. So That's true. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much again. So I wanted to start out by pretty much asking, did you have, when you decided to say, you know what, I'm going to hold this person down, like I love them and, and it is what it is, like I'm going to do this, did you have, you know, friends and families that were judgmental about the situation and tell mm -hmm. you, like, don't do it or whatever? Everybody. There wasn't a single person other than my mother that said, you're not crazy. Everybody turned their back on me. Everybody did everything that they could possibly do to defamate my character, defamate my husband's character. We've gone to, I've gone to churches, mm -hmm. numerous of churches, did nothing. We actually met in the church, and I returned back to that same church to say, hey, this is what the problem is. This is my attorney. This is the judge. This is every, right on paper. Could we set something up? Could we get the community involved? Let's get the church involved. They all told me yes to my face. Then the next day, it was like we never had a conversation. <laughs> so um, that was discouraging in itself. 
especially since most of the work that I did was right after my mother's passing. Because when you're dealing with somebody that's incarcerated, there's no point. There's no break. There's no, I'm going to take a moment to live my life or to deal with this issue. Whatever it is, there was never a point for you to stop and breathe. You got to keep going. So when I realized that I was literally doing this by myself, it took years for me to say, not for nothing, but fuck everybody. <laughs> Excuse my language, but really and truly, like, what are, you, what are y'all doing? You're not doing nothing for me. You're not putting money in his commissary. You're not even supporting the fact that I'm going as hard as I am, and rightfully so. So it is what it is. But everybody, everybody I have in my corner right now are the women that I see every week who are up there with their packages. We commu- we made a, a family of ourselves, and that's who I pretty much affiliate myself with now. Like, there's nobody other than my mom's side of the family, and some of them are starting to come around. Um, and that's because we have people in our family that have been incarcerated before, so we know what it's like. We know, you know, you can't be so judgmental over people's lives. Things happen. But if you're going to have a family, your job as a family member is to be supportive despite what the rest of the world is doing. I can't say that for the rest of them, but that's the honest to God truth. Right, wow. Um, you know, people was cracking jokes or whatever, trying to like compare my my situation to the Papoose and Remy situation, but I was really living it. You know what I mean? So, you know, they'll just be like, "Yo, just be careful." You know, um, make sure she not married, cause we was talk, we was at the talking stage. Make sure she ain't got a man hidden somewhere or whatever, cause you know when you get locked up, that's when you start finding out how many girls a man got or how many mm-hmm. dudes a chick got yeah. you know what i mean people just start popping up out of nowhere or whatever you know what i mean but people just trying to give me the heads up and i'm like yo you know i just kept it real i said what i'm doing is by the power of choice and it's out of love mm-hmm. so when she come home and she choose not to be with me or we not be together it's all good but you know I do, i'm doing it for out of love so you know i was never looking in for nothing in return you know what i'm saying that's not what we do out here in this world now I'm saying if you care about somebody and you love them, you're going to be there for them. No matter what. In the world that we're living in today, nobody knows that word sacrifice no more. No. Nobody knows that word loyalty. Hmm. Everybody be in it for the temporary pleasure. Nobody be in it for the long run. Right, right. And at the end of the day, I just knew that she had light at the end of the tunnel. It's not like she got life. You know what I mean? Right. I knew she was going to be home someday. You know, so... And I wanted to keep that friendship, that bond, like, you know, because we was building on something. So I wanted to keep that. That's honorable. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's awesome. commendable. It really is. Definitely. So, yeah, you have people, uh, you know. Yeah, my son's father, you know, God bless the dead. Um, it was no question in my mind. Like, it was automatic. When when they were sentencing him, they were sentencing me. That's the, just the way it was, you know. Um. It's never been difficult for me to um, do that ride or die thing because I lived that street life. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I wasn't prepared for it. And and and, and in all honesty, um, I, I basically was a gangster in my own mind. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a real thug, you know. But it was guilty by association, you know. Um, but because I, I was I was always intrigued. You know what I mean? I was just he was uh, he was just like I said before. I knew who he was. I heard his name, 
and um, and I was always intrigued by everything I heard about him because it was always like he was just notorious and like we shared earlier, like how uh, I said earlier, he was like Debo. And um, but when they sentenced him, I had already purposed in my heart that um, I was doing this with him. But because he had he, I had a lot of respect for him. You know, um, not because of the life he lived. It was just something about him that I really had respect for him. And then also, you know, um, people operated with him out of fear. It wasn't out of loyalty. It wasn't, right. you know, they said, that's my man, that's my man. You called him your man because you were terrified. So it was best to be his yeah. friend mm-hmm. than to be his enemy. Yeah, that's you know what I'm right. saying? Right. But like I shared with you earlier, I'm, you know, I, I took this statement from my son-in-law like years ago, death before dishonor, and I really lived that day. You know what I'm saying? And so when, um, when they said he had two to four, that was it. I had two to four. Right. That was it and that right. was all. There wasn't nothing else to talk about. We got two to four. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. and it was difficult because I was pregnant, you know, um, and I just shared with you, I had, I had had an addiction, you know, but, um, when he got locked up, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? I got, right. I found out I was pregnant. That deaded all of that, you know, um, by God's grace, I got 21 years clean now, you know, um, and, um, yeah, but, you know, so when I found out I was pregnant, now I'm like, I'm pregnant with his child. He's in jail. And I remember at one point they actually moved him from the county to Rikers Island for something he didn't even do. And I remember the tears and the emotion and everything I went through, like, like I need to see him because I was busting, the visits was mandatory. All three, I'm using them. And I didn't have to worry about meeting nobody in the visiting room. He already made it known who, who I am. There's nothing to talk about. You know, like the gentleman was saying, listen, if you with somebody, you with somebody. I'm not worried about what comes out the woodwork because everybody, everybody want to be affiliated with a legend. Everybody want to try to get yeah. brownie right. points and all that. Now, listen, you wasn't showing up before. I'm not even interested in you mm-hmm. now. Right. You know, um, and so basically that's what it was. I just made up my mind that we doing this together. Two to four. You got sentenced two to four. We got sentenced two to four. Right. That's it. And that's all. Yeah. And you do do time with them. Yeah, yeah. you really do. It's, yeah. it's not them. It's not just them doing the time by themselves. You doing the time with them. It's like you being incarcerated yeah. with them as well. Like when you go inside a jail, you got to get pat down. You got to get yeah. searched. The same fish that they get, we get. Yep. It ain't no privacy. CL was just walking around, air hustling on your visit. Yeah. On your you phone down, conversation. Oh, you too. can't touch them too much. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or even yeah. a situation with women, like um, like the heavy set women. I remember going in and um, almost not being able to visit because I had on underwire in the bra. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't make it through the yeah. scanner. You can't get through. I went one time and I had on green. I couldn't see him because yeah. the women wore green, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. let you in. Yeah, yeah. you wore orange. Now I'm not a man. If you wore orange, you couldn't go in because the men wore orange. Yeah. And they literally talk to you and treat you like you an inmate. Yeah. And see, and and I keep telling them, I'm not that far removed. I know how this system works. And if you keep talking to me like that, I'm going to be an inmate. You know, we're not going to keep talking to me like that. You know? And um, and it gets difficult, you know, because mentally, but like they said, we get, you know, we get locked down with them because you, let's say if it's not connected to your phone. You running home to make sure you catch that last phone yeah. call before yeah. they can't use phones anymore yeah. for the night. You know, they locking in at a certain time. If you don't catch that 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock phone call, you got to wait till the next day. You don't even know if they're going to get phone privileges. What officer going to be in there, have a little attitude, want to act like a chick, and now they can't even get yeah. to the phones because they want to keep you locked in for X amount of hours just because yeah. they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it just sounds like it's so much, and it's it, it, it's. I'm going to get to my, my, my questions because it, it's definitely disheartening to hear, you know, because you don't really hear these stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
one of the questions that I also had was, um, when you guys, what was the hardest adjustment that you had to make? When you said, all right, this is what I'm going to do, what was that, like, what was the hardest adjustment? Hmm. Go in order? No, no, no. Oh, the hardest adjustment was accepting it. Hmm. Knowing that she wasn't coming home today. Knowing that I couldn't yeah. pick her up to take her out to go get something to eat or, um, you know, stuff that we was building on. You know what I mean? Like building this empire and opening up businesses and getting our life together and, you know, um, make turning a negative into a positive. You know what I mean? Like going into that courtroom and knowing that that judge is, is looking at her like she crazy and like you ain't going home today. You got, you gonna take these 24 months and you gonna hold it down. You know what I mean? Walking out the courtroom where everybody crying. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I knew I had to be the man. Mm -hmm. Take her problems, made it my problems. And overcame it. Yeah. I think for me, the hardest adjustment was, um, not knowing what to expect on the other side of the phone. Cause you just never, it's like, it's, it's like Russian roulette, kind of. They call you on the phone. You don't necessarily know that they're going to be calling you on the phone. They could be calling you on the phone and somebody else is telling you, oh, yeah, somebody got, he got jammed up or something. Oh, over something stupid or you just never really know what to expect. Um, you can get a, a terrible phone call and not really knowing how the outcome of their case. Are you closer to? freedom or are we taking a couple steps back you just never really know i think that was the most disheartening part i could deal with people turning their backs on me it is what it is um but it's the unknown part like at the end of the day me personally i would like to know that you are good your well-being and he's calling me <laughs> pick up all right <laughs> the, there's the automated message thing that has to play. Yeah, this you receive a collect call from. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hey, babe. You're live. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, hi. We going I'm gonna put you on speaker. Hold on. Ah, welcome. <laughs> That's dope, though. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, everybody. How What's up? How are you? Uh, I'm so excited to talk. I'm, I'm glad that you called in, and I'm so, you know, grateful and so excited to, to speak to your wife because she's really, you know, educating us on some of the things that you guys have gone through and, you know, what goes on, what really happens, you know, for the spouse, you know, when someone's incarcerated. So she's, she's amazing. I didn't catch the last thing you said. She's, it's, no, it's okay. Oh, no, no. Right. No, I was just saying that we were so grateful to your wife for coming on the show and just really, um, you know, educating us about what happens, you know, on the other side and, and how she has to deal with it and, you know, just pretty much telling you guys stories, which is really amazing. 
That's what's up. Right, 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 exactly. So we're going to, um, one of the other things for so you guys, i having a baby, so congratulations. Yes. Thank you. And so how, oh, sorry, so how is that for you guys, the fact that, you know, she's mm-hmm. pregnant, but she's going through this, she's, she's you know, fighting this fight with you. You know, how has that been for you guys? Well, honestly, we we went through a hell and back to get to this point because it, it wasn't like a situation where I was in a good place. Um, where I was living was an unhealthy place for me to live. So I had to move in the, in the midst of this pregnancy. I did that alone. I mean, I had people help me move. Um, but I trans- did that transition by myself. Um, I had to find another job because the one that I had fell through because of the move. But it wasn't an option for me to stay where I was. It was it was kind of like you got to jump, and I took the jump. I'm good now, but it was a huge transition, and for him to be there and for me to have to do all of that. By myself, you know, it, it was a huge stress on him too. Right. And then for me, I didn't want to stress him out also right. with, you know, all the stuff I had to deal with. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's um having a baby is it's like it's a blessing and it brings about a lot of anxiety because you know you want your baby to be safe and very protective of your baby before he or she even gets here. Right. But being under these circumstances, you know, and having to watch my wife go through a lot of these things alone is definitely frustrating. It's definitely frustrating. And, um, you know, like what I did, I always, I'm, I'm, I'm a real optimist. Like, I'm, I don't really just focus on the negative. I always try to find a, a good in every situation. So when it came to, to this pregnancy, you know, I had to become aware of exactly what she was going through. So I went and got a couple books on, you know, the whole pregnancy situation. Cool. and. So when she going through certain things, you know, I don't panic. I'm like, yo, babe, this is what the book said. Like, this is normal. And, you know, like, as far as the moves or whatever, you know, I got a couple of my friends out there. They they come through and they help out. But I know my presence is, is definitely, um, I know it's avoided. And nobody can feel that. No friends, no family, no yeah. nobody. So I'm just hoping that I'm there to welcome my little man into this world on that day. But, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're definitely praying for you guys, you know, um, for you guys, what, what is that like, like as far as like when it comes to children and, um, having children from previous relationships, do you guys have children from previous relationships or is this you guys' first kid? First kid. Right, and that's awesome. But what happens with like visitation, like taking them, you know, when you have a baby? Are you gonna if if he God forbid if he isn't home are you yeah. gonna do that for you guys like taking the children to see them and what is that situation like you know 
Well, I used to tell my son that I got a new girl and she's away in school. I ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't want him to meet her that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if we, if, if we did have a baby at the time together and of course I was going to bring my daughter up there to see her. You know what I mean? I, this, this is what this, um, whole jail system is designed to do is, it's designed to mm-hmm. break up families. Yeah, right. And if we not strong minded enough to know that, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. So, so many people lost their family, lost their kids to the to the to the who scout to jail. Yeah. And you know, we just gotta be strong. We just gotta pray on it, yeah. and just fight through it. Yeah. Make them visits. Try to play that person as close as possible. You know what I mean? Right. Some people start disconnecting themselves from their families. Like, you know what I mean? Your love, your loved one family, like, they stop answering the phone call. That's the fake people. Mm-hmm. But if you love that person, you know what I mean? You're going you to press five. You're going to make sure you get that collect line. Right. You know what I mean? So you can talk to that person. You're going to get on that greyhound. You know what I'm saying? There's no excuse. No. There's no excuse. So. I, def- I definitely, um, can I say something on my mind, right? right? Salute to the brother right there. I don't know you, but from what mm-hmm. I gather just now, it seems like you, um, you have a lady that's in prison and you hold on down. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, salute, bro. Like, I'm saying, like, you, you want a few, yeah? Bro, yeah, that's um, a fact. You know how it go, man. You got a real one, man, because as soon as you get sentenced, you get that pound, you get that dime, you look back. Shorty gone. You got a real one. She's still here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, she here for the long haul. Right. Right. Yeah, well, you me down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so know that. I don't know. For me, um, it wasn't, um, his, I mean, I had a moment after the fact, but it was like the minute that they was like, turn around, put your hands behind your back. I was, it was like, listen, I'm already prepared. You know, because yeah. like I said, he was already, like a legend to me. Right. He was already a legend. So there was no question. And then the fact that, like I said, one thing I can't stand is fake people. I cannot yeah. stand fake right. people no matter what. And I knew for a fact that he had a whole lot of people around him simply because of what his reputation was. You understand what I'm saying? His, his reputation is who you say he is. His character is who I know he is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So. Like, I was like, listen, I know him. He's a gentle giant. Yeah, he may be a threat to y'all because you play your hand. If you play yourself, then you get what your hand called for. So I was I was instantaneously, the minute they said, you know, put your hands behind your back, because mind you, we was active at that time. You understand? I was, I was, I was in active addiction at that point. Um, and when basically what they did by handcuffing him was save my life. Because shortly thereafter, I got arrested. And I found out that I was pregnant with my son, Messiah. Did you have, Messiah was your first kid. You didn't have a no, kid. No, Messiah, Messiah is the last one. I got, I got five other children. So when it came to, you know, you having other children, like, how was that? Did you bring them to see? No, no, no. Well, they weren't his, they weren't his children, but, um, and, and I really wasn't actively involved. Let's keep it real. Crack, crack destroys families. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Right. So my younger daughter was already with my um, sister, and I didn't start using until after my second child. And when I had him, we automatically listened. You got to go with um, within six. By the time he was six months old, I got introduced to because I was, you know, out there living with my. He was my son's father was a drug dealer slash drug user. 
Um, and, and I didn't even know anything about it. I mean, I'm a, here I am, a young 19-year-old, people bringing diamond rings, and I'm, that's what was in the quack start. It was like an epidemic. And I'm like, why are they selling their jewelry, this, and a third? And, and I remember saying, what do they see in there? And they, my son's father and, and uh, a friend of his, they were at the house using it. I was like, what you I said, let me try this. And I tried it, and I was like, I don't know what y'all see in this. And I did it like two or three times, and I was like, what y'all see in this? And then by the third time, I got it right. Um, and, it, and then the, the church was out, you know. Uh, you know, but then I had my son, so then my son, he had to go with his grandmother. And then after that, you know, you get the little, this baby, this little smoke babies in between. Let's keep it real. You out there, whatever, you know, because I got rid of my son's father. We both can't smoke because I, well, I don't share. Uh, but, and, and so I had to get rid of him. You know what I mean? You got to go because you interfering. You know, let's be real because, you know, now the drug deals, because mind you now, now I'm, I'm thick. I'm a little cutie. I still looked decent. I still had majority of my teeth. I was like, you know, I was cute. <laughs> so, you know, the drug dealers, they push up on you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, they, they try to act like they don't. But when you, when you, when you presentable looking, you know, they, they try to slide behind doors. So my, those kids were never a part of, you know, my running because they were already away with family. Two ended up in um, foster care. No, I wasn't pleased about that, but, you know, it happens. That's just the reality of it. But like I told them, look, I could have dragged you with me and subjected you to maybe some weirdo who might have wanted a child for uh, some, some, some crack. So I'm glad that you weren't with me. You could be angry. You're entitled to your feelings. But trust me, my decisions kept you from, because I don't know what I could have been. Because, see, when you become um, addicted, you're living like a savage in the pursuit of insanity. There's, you don't have any more choices. You know, you might say, think you you could be hungry and go looking for a hit. You could have five dollars, and rather than buy a sandwich, you'll go buy a drug. You know, but where where my uh, son's father was concerned, his last baby, when I did give birth, um, I didn't allow him to see him. I mean, I took him when he was a baby, but after he had was coming, released and stuff like that, and got in trouble again, I was like, you can't be a part of his life. You can't be a part of his life because what I will not do is give him inconsistency because this is the child that God used to turn my entire life around. And that's how he got his name, Messiah. So when I found out I was pregnant with him, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking, I stopped drugging, I stopped going to jail. All bets was off. I promised God I would do my very best with him, and I did that. And you cannot interfere with that promise. So if you're not ready to do what you need to do, then you cannot come over here. So tell me a little bit about the so take take me through the eyes of you guys when it comes to you going like on a visit and like how does that work you know because people don't know you see you don't really see too much on TV of which whatever you see you don't know if it's over dramatized or if it's not telling enough information so take me through that and then I I, I want you to also go because I want to definitely know what it is from the women's, you know, the, the women's, uh, you know, I guess facility. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know how it's projected on TV. I don't watch too much TV. But it's probably not over-dramatized. Like, for me, if you don't get there by 7 o'clock, okay, visiting time is at 7.30. That means you need to be there by at least 7.15 to get through the door before nine o'clock where where we're at right now so there's women out there who get there at six in the morning Mm -hmm. they will camp out before the door opens there will be a line when you driving up they got bags of food clothes everything that they got to walk up a whole flight of stairs 
COs are not helping you to carry nothing. They don't care if you got a limp or a cane. They're not helping you with nothing. You slip and fall, that's your problem. They'll sit there and watch you slip and fall while the rest of us try to help them get up or something like that. And um, you stand on the line. You're dealing with people who don't really care about your time. So they don't understand that when you're going to on a visit, that it is your time as well. Mm -hmm. So you got CEOs that are mad because they got to be up early in the morning to process you to come see somebody that's incarcerated. and They got an attitude. So you got to deal with that attitude and hold it down, shut up so you can at least get through the door and then release whatever tension you got built up because of what you just had to go through. You do have to... You know, take off your bra at times if you got a wire on or, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then the whole packaging line is completely separate from the actual in-processing line. So you could really stand there for three hours before you see somebody. And then by the time you get on the floor, you got to wait a whole nother hour, maybe two hours, depending on whether or not they want to mess around with your visiting time. It depends on the person. They don't treat everybody equally. So it's it's a lot. And then, you know, you're standing there on the line with a bunch of women. Emotions are high. They're irritated. You don't know what they just had to go through throughout the week or what they had to go through to even get up there. You know, everybody's situation is different. So a lot of times they're ready to fight. Let somebody look at them the wrong way or say something or breathe on them too hard. You have somebody that's ready to pop off. What you say? Like, it gets like that at times. Sometimes it's comical, it's funny, but, you know, <laughs> this is what we got to deal with all the time. Then you spending a whole lot of money on nasty food mm-hmm. in in the inside, yeah. inside, and, you know, the conditions is just not that great. I'm not complaining too much because where we're at right now is way better than where we were before. But it's still a struggle to deal with that. Like, now that I'm pregnant and I, I used to go every week. Now we're kind of like, all right, let's slow it down a little bit. Um, but even now, it's, like, completely different because we get trailers now. So it's like we got to go back to somebody being in your face all the time and watching everything you do. That's not ideal at all. But I'd rather that than not to see him at all. So it's like you pick and choose what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, I used to have to wait for the count to be cleared. Because it's the female jail, then you got the men jail. So you have to wait for both to be cleared before you even go in there. You know what I mean? So you'll be waiting down the hill for mad long. Just... Know what I'm saying? Yo, the count clear yet? Nah, they'll they'll be saying no on purpose. Mm-hmm. Just so you could go home. Like, you got your fucking time out of here. I ain't yeah. dealing with this today. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, that kind of clear. The the women's visiting floor be empty. Yeah. I'ma keep it official. Yeah. You go and you walk up that hill, you see you see all the females lined up on the gate looking for action. Mm-hmm. Oh, who that man right there coming through? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they man left them. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, could, I could count on my less than five fingers how many other dudes was on that visiting floor. 
know what I'm saying? With they with, with they female. You, you were on the on the business floor. It was like um, you see like a, a a girl with her moms, the moms bringing up the daughter, a, um, a mom's son coming to visit her. You ain't seen nobody boyfriend and girlfriend up there. It was only it was only like me and like two other people. But the other person was like, her man used to come like once a month. I was that dude that was always up there. I was saying to myself, man, my baby need that visit. Right. I got to take her yeah. mind off of what's going on in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to shower her with love. You know what I'm saying? I miss those hugs and kisses just like how she missed mine. Right. Right. I needed that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Wow. CLs used to be looking at me or whatever, but I ain't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You know, they be hating, but it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing you can do about it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, the food was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't the best of it, but, you know, she always used to like her chicken wings, <laughs> hot wings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like, oh, this is my cheat day. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm about to hit the, I'm about to hit the arm the yard. I'm about to run some laps. <laughs> like, all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know. I used to just be there until the visit was over. Right. I, I wasn't leaving, like, cutting out early, cutting no corners. Like, it was only one time I probably slipped up, like, and got up there late. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was hanging out. But she called me, and she knew at a certain time that I wasn't there. Like, yo, where you at? I'm like, oh, baby. Uh, my fault. Like, and I'm speeding up there. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Say, like, oh, you smell like alcohol. I'm like, yeah, I was partying last night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, you know, she was still happy for the visit. She wasn't right. even mad. You know what I mean? And I was just happy that I made her happy. Mm-hmm. All her homegirls used to be questioning her, like, yo, what you doing? Why are you always up here like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, they always yeah, question me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got, they got the haters and all that. But, Chicken you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she used to get her pictures. Right. Every time she went to the email, it was blue. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's when you got that's when you got a message on, right. the, on the email. Right. You know what I mean? They used to be like, oh, damn, this guy going hard for you. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we look for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's stuff that brightens up our day. Like, we go check the emails. We got a message from my loved one. I know what it feels like to, to wake up and don't have no blue on the email. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or calling and nobody pressing five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know what it feels like, but you know, I just wanted to be real with her and do what was right. Right. And do you think that do you think that you went hard because you were in that position before? Yeah. So you felt like I know what it's like. That you know? that played a part of it too, but it was like it was it was I'm gonna say it was like a fifty fifty thing. It was you know, one one was let me see what's the excuse. Is there really an excuse for not going to see that person or holding that person down? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you'll call and be like, yo, where you at? And they'll be like, oh, the baby's shitting on the train on, our, on my way there, making up a whole lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or I ain't have a babysitter. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. So that was a part of it. And another, another part of it was, I ain't going to tell you I'm loyal to you. I'm going to show you I'm loyal to you. I ain't just going to tell you I love you. I'm going to show you I love you. You know what I mean? I'm that guy that's always trying to be above average. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the typical. You know what I'm saying? So.
That's real love. Yeah. And make you do that. That is because mm-hmm. people don't listen. People will be like, you got what? No, I'm not. I'm out. Baby, I, I can't do this. You know? Mm-hmm. So it takes a real uh, loyal person yeah. to, because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to love and then loyalty. You know? It, that's what I think. Yeah. And you know, like, it was at a time where I couldn't even see her. But just because I couldn't see her, I made sure her family saw her. Now I'll drive her mom's up to the jail mm-hmm. and wait outside. Like, there's there's no excuse for not making your loved one feel loved mm-hmm. while they in jail or making them feel alive. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to all my people that's locked up, man, get you a real one. Mm-hmm. That's what I can say. There's no excuse. You know what I'm saying? You, you got people out here. That pick up the phone and call home, and then you got the chick saying, "Well, I didn't ask you to go sell that crack. I didn't go ask you to rob that store, but but when it was all good, you was taking that money, yeah, right, 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 right? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Turn around and say, "Well, I ain't asked you to do that for you, and be out, yeah, I'm packing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't go far. Go to the, your homeboy there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or or messing with the next stripper. You know what I'm saying. Whoever got a temporary the next pleasure, pack. like mm-hmm. it, it, it be temporary pleasure that people be getting caught up in. Like you know what I mean. It's not about who you are to the person in their face. It's about who you are to the person behind their back. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. So, right. You know. So another thing. Um. Well, another question. How is it with like arguments? Because you're in a relationship with somebody, you can like it doesn't matter whether they're far away, whether they're in your face. The argument is always going to happen, and usually <laughs> you arguing and they hear, you can figure it out. You know, you walk away, whatever. You come back, you figure it out. But how is an argument with somebody that's incarcerated? Because you can't say, "All right, baby, I'm sorry." You know, you want something to eat, or let me give you a kiss, and then it melts it away. How is that? How, like, how yeah. do you deal with that? We honestly, me and my husband are the same person. So we bump heads, but then at some point, somebody has to realize, and we're getting better now because we've been doing this for years. But now it's like, all right, we are on time. You know, we got to be mindful of our time. We got to be mindful of where we're at. And then once you start thinking about that, you come back, and we're we're speaking rationally now, right, game? All right, you got something else to say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, my wife crazy, man. Don't let that cute face you. <laughs> nah, but she right, though. We've been doing this for a while, and it's trial and ever. You know? like, yeah. We just got to maintain that respect and just remember that. Yeah, that's a good thing, respect. Just remember that we ain't going nowhere. And, you know, just yeah. to keep it on the stove, keep it on the table, and, you know, let's let them, let them emotions die down and just right, bring right, it back. Mm-hmm. That sun going to be shining again. You know, but there's some things that, I don't know, like for me, um, like I said, when he got sentenced to a two to four, I found, you know, um, and in hindsight now with him being dead, it bothers me that I had to leave him during his sentence, but I did, but it wasn't because of, you know, oh, I needed to get with this one or that one. By now, my son is two years old. You don't go and catch a new charge in the middle of this you know what I'm saying? And I was like, check this out. I signed up for a two to four. You knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a riot in the, in the mess hall or something. And you dead in the heat of it. You got a reputation. You are huge. So now you're looking at a new charge against officers and everything else. And something you may not even have nothing to do with. 
But one thing I'm not is a woman that puts a man before her child. I don't care how much we fuck violently. You don't come before my kids. Right. You know? And so at that point I was like, listen, you you don't you are a career criminal. I ain't mad at you. I wasn't mad at you when when we was on the streets career criminals together. Didn't bother me. But this little baby right here will not see the inside of a jail. Mm-hmm. He will not see it for you and nobody else. And so I had to, you know, I was, um, and I guess a part of me basically because of how I grew up and, you know, just the life that I led and everything, I, you know, I felt a lot of um, inadequacies and things. And so it was my job that I was going to give this child everything that I didn't have. And um, and I believed that, oh, I was going to, you know, I'm going to get me this man and we're going to have a white picket fence to house you, me, and baby make three. And, you know, um, and actually I had... um. One of my exes that came home, who eventually I ended up marrying. Um, we got together and everything like that, and um, eventually my son's father was going to kill. Uh, he really, yeah, it, it was crazy, but, you know. Excuse me, excuse me one second. Yo, yo, bad, I got to go, right? I'm going to you later on. All right. I love you. Love you, right, yeah. And I wanted, you know, I really, I didn't, I really, you know, although he was my childhood sweetheart and a part of me did love him, but I married him more so for security, for my child, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and so that's what it was. But even afterwards, you know, when, like I said, when my son's um, father came home in 2014, I already knew that where my heart was at. I loved my ex-husband, but I, I kid you not, my, when I found out January 22nd, 2014, that my son's father was home, that was the last time I slept with my husband. Never slept with him again after that. But my son's father was back on the pavement, and that's who I was in love with, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was getting tired of my husband anyway. He didn't care. It wasn't like he was lacking. He was doing him anyway. So he, it wasn't like he wasn't going to get something. <laughs> Just wasn't getting it from me. Um, and, um, and I had no intention on getting it to him anyway, you know, because my son's father was home. But, you know, I remember like going up there to see him one time because he was talking about the visits and stuff. And I remember going up there to see him one time and not being able to get in because it was the wrong day. I had got mm-hmm. the odd and even number mixed mm-hmm. up and it was the wrong day. And somebody had drove me, and they were staying up in that part of the area. They were coming back to pick me up. So it wasn't even like I could just hop on a train and leave because I had no way to communicate with this person that I can't stay here. And I sat in that lobby for three hours, rocking back and forth, crying, holding my newborn, you know. Um, I know how it feels to go up there on the wrong day. Yo, <laughs> and cried, and cried. They, yeah. There was one officer that finally had some compassion. After three and a half hours, mm. and let me see him, they brought him down on the visit, and we had like an hour and a half visit together. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, y'all, y'all had the authority to do that from the start. So, but God had somebody to come on, because as a matter of fact, the shift had changed. Mm. That's how long I was there, like to the point it seemed like the shift had changed. And whether it did or not, I can't even recall, but because I, I know visiting, we had till five to visit. So a shift had to change because the shifts are over at three. But, um, yeah, and I remember sitting in there holding my newborn, rocking back and forth, tears cried so much I thought I was dehydrated. Yeah. Um, and finally they let me see him. And uh, yeah, so so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you really have to be, you know, and even if a brother get mad at you, he will respect you more if you say, I'm not built for this. I can't do this. Yeah, right. It's easier to right. say it from the door, yo, I can't do yeah. this. Yeah. Then to sit there and make somebody believe that you're going to ride this yeah, out. You're going to ride this out, yeah. they get that Dear John yeah. or something like yep, that. Yeah, that Dear John letter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
By the time that you receive this, I'm gone. Yeah, 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 that's a fact. That dead jaw let it be yeah. crazy. But is it, do you think that it's just because maybe some people just aren't built for it? Nah, they, they, not. they, they not built for it, that, and they, they be out here getting caught up in the hype. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They looking at the next big Willie coming through, or they, mm-hmm. they look at the next housewife that they think they could have like to replace that chick like nah now i'm saying i ain't do it like that you feel what i'm saying like i have my own crib now i'm saying i did talk to people but i, I let everybody know i got i got a lady mm-hmm. now i'm saying and you know what time it is and respect her mm-hmm. so when she came out she didn't have no issues everybody knew who knew what it was mm-hmm. for me i didn't have any problems because everybody knew who he was and his friend like he has a friend on main street that has um uh you know a clothing store so it, it wasn't i mean i couldn't i couldn't go anywhere anywhere because everybody's like you know, like if somebody was stopping trying to holler at me they'd be like yo you know wife that is like i wasn't his wife at all i mean but you know they'd be like yo that's the black wife you know and they'd be like oh man all best was off they keep yeah. walking like literally i couldn't even get my son's haircut he refused he didn't want my son's haircut and I remember, like, every time I went to the barbershop, he's like, nah, I'm not cutting his hair. Nah, I don't cut little baby's hair and all this stuff. I'm like, what? And I'm like, yo, I can't even get him a haircut. He's like, yeah, because I shouldn't worry. Whoever cuts my son's hair, I'm going to kill him. I'm like, and I'm looking at these guys like, y'all are real punks. Like, this dude is in jail, and y'all seriously not going to cut my baby hair? Like, he ain't he ain't that powerful. You know, but they really, this is really the rep that he had. And I'm just like, you know, so to not talk to somebody wasn't even difficult because they weren't going to talk to me anyway once they found out who I was affiliated with. And it was ridiculous. It was frustrating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people really, in their heart, they feel that they could do that because they right. don't really know what it entails. Until they right until you have to deal with Until you have to deal with it. See, right. I had already been there, you know, been on the inside. I know what it takes. I know what I know, listen, them three visits is mandatory. There's no excuses. Right. All bets is, everything else needs to be put on hold because this right. is what's going to keep him from possibly doing X, Y, and Z See, to somebody, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. And so you got Protecting their sanity. Yeah, because even I remember a time when we were, when he, when he was released in 2014 and, um, he frustrated me so point. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm done with you. Blah, 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 blah. And he tried to say something to me. I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm good. Get your bounce. And I remember him getting out my car and his body language, that way he was walking. I was like, yo, babe. I like pulled up. I'm like, yo, babe. What? No, just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I know. I don't lay back like me in the living room, right? But, um, <laughs> and I was like, yo, babe, let me talk to you. And he's like, nah, I'm done. Like, cause I said I was done. Like he, but his body language, I knew he was getting ready to go. And whoever was the person he saw first was about to catch it. And I was like, come on, get in the car. I'm just, I, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you because. And that's the same thing. Now, if he was willing to do that, and we on the streets where he has an opportunity to still come back and, and I can talk to you and calm you down, then what happens if you in the penile and I really, you know, get in my feelings and now I upset your mind? I don't have time to do that. I got to hold you down. I got to be your peace of mind because they're not going to give it to you. Right. And if you don't support your man or your woman in there, they watch that. They watch to see who don't yeah. get commissary, yeah. who don't get mail, who don't get visits, because that's saying there's nobody out there for them, and I could treat them any old kind of no way, way yep. and nobody's coming no to their rescue. Not a doubt. Yeah, it's the truth. I think for I think for the men, where they mess up at, they um how can I say it? They look for females who they could take care of that they can't bail with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 
just stay at home. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to get all this money mm-hmm. and I'm going to shower you with love and gifts and everything. But when you go away, now she's looking for that hit. Instead of, you know, finding you a chick that's a hustler like you, that's willing, that's willing to get up and grind and build. Right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Build that empire. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's where a lot of dudes go wrong at, man. They look for chicks that just want to be taken care of, mm-hmm. look for handouts, <laughs> want to stay home all day right. and just get pretty. Mm-hmm. And go out and look good on the man hip, but nah, you got to find you a woman. Right. You know what I mean? There's a difference between a woman and a little girl. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. just bail. Right. What do you think for for you? Why do you think that men don't stick around? Because like a like you said, like we talked about the women, the women's uh, the men's jail is completely filled with women who are hold them down. Why is it that men can't do the same thing? Why do you think that they just don't? Because, like, 80% of the time, a female is going to jail for something that the man did. Like, they was on a mission, or she was bringing that crack to another state, or she was going in that store to swipe that piece for him. You know what I'm saying? And she was really a pawn to him. And he felt he felt he felt her head up for lies, making her feel like mm-hmm. she was his wife and she was never the wife. The wife is really back home in another crib, mm-hmm. plushed out. You know what I'm saying? So they end up losing out. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think too though, it's um, men's nature. It's, it's a different thing. We are born caretakers and born nurturers. So ninety percent of the time, a man's gonna always be held down. Whether it's, even if I'm not on the visit, I'm making sure somebody gets up there and see about you. I mean, not in my case, but as women, it's, it's, it's just our nature of taking care of mothering, nurturing. So you're coming, you're coming through. You know what I'm saying? Um, but also the problem I believe is, is that so many females, cause you can't classify everybody as a woman. So many mm-hmm. females make themselves so available yeah. that yeah. these men don't have to. Right. Stay true to you because listen, what you don't do, Shorty right here willing to do, and yeah. I ain't got yeah. to do number cent. Whereas you got to take her to Tiffany's, Shorty over here be real comfortable at Walmart. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't gonna take nothing for you to go up there and play king in her Section Eight house. You understand? Because all she looking for is a daddy to play house with because daddy wasn't present in her life. So you looking for that man to fulfill that void in you, all that absentee stuff that you dealt with. You understand what I'm saying? You've already. Built, you know, built up in your mind what you think is what love is, mm-hmm. and it's not love. It's just a facade. It's a facade, it's a facade right. and that's what they live. So these men, the bottom line is that these females slash women, when they don't demand and put a demand, yeah. listen, he will never ever buy a cow if he continues to get milk for free. Yeah, period. And you just gotta be authentic too. Like it just gotta be inside of you. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's just basically it. For real, sum it up. It just got to be in you. And everybody, everybody love get tested different. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Everybody love get tested different. Mine got tested on some crazy shit, but I held it down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we still rocking and we still going strong. You know what I'm saying? We trying to we trying to get there. We about to get married soon and all that. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations. Congratulations. But what this did teach me too was patience. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can and this is this 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 yeah. like you know like this taught me patience because I'm so used to like meeting a female and like getting her and having her in a way like just like that. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? But I have to sit really. I have to sit and wait. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, wait, like, two whole years. And 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 I like that. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, it taught me a lot. Yeah. We got to know each other. We still getting to know each other. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's going to be all right. We here. Right. She free. Right, right. Yeah, this situation yeah. will teach you a lot of different things, good qualities if you allow it to. Yeah. You know, because we're, we're not in a situation where we have social media, or, you know, the cell phones are not in the way of you actually getting to know a person. Right. You know, you don't have, nowadays you go on a date and you're dealing with somebody who's lying to you right yeah. off the rip. Yeah. You deal with somebody that's in prison, it's nothing but true. You have to deal with whatever it is that comes within that relationship and learn how to overcome those challenges. So, you know, we learned a lot and it seemed like Everybody pretty much learned a lot if you allow it to. Because some people, you know, they're faced with challenges and they're like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do this. I'm not built for this. And then they go run into somebody else, but then they see that same individual in a relationship with somebody else and good qualities of them have evolved. And now they're like, oh, I didn't know that you possessed that quality because you didn't stick around long enough to find out. You know, you know what else too is that people get so caught up in the physical aspect of a relationship that yeah. they don't take time. And mm-hmm. I say that because Connect I remember mentally. when I was incarcerated. Like, yeah, when I was incarcerated, I remember my friend Buddy. She introduced me to her brother one time over the phone. She was like, "Oh, my older brother would love you," and this stuff. You know, and I was like um, talking to him on the phone. He had the dope voice, so it was easy to talk to him, right? But you know, we kept talking, and as we were talking, you know. Like, he told me you could call anytime, you know, because I really need, like, my family, they were, you know, my sister and them was, you know, sending 35 pounds maybe once every five months or something like that. You know, like, people like, oh, um, I got a little couple extra dollars. Let me send her a little something, something. It wasn't no, you know, um, you know, I don't really rock with my family like that. And and I remember, like, talking to him, and I would call him, and, like, we would talk every day. And I remember, like, after a couple of months, like, a couple of months, he was like, yo, I really think I'm in love with you. And I'm like... You know, I was thinking that same thing. And I was like, you know, I find that a mental attraction is better than a physical attraction. Because now I've spent all this time getting to know you via phone calls and via letters. And you know what I'm saying? Like this same man, like when it was time for me to be released, he bought my parole clothes. He bought, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying when I came home, he he took me to my first um, Narcotics Anonymous meeting that I had ever attended because I didn't know anything about them and and I remember mm-hmm. a man coming up to me to welcome me in the meeting to hug me. And I was so, like, jumped back because I had been in re- abusive relationships. So I didn't know what his reaction would be. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's okay. We hug here, babe. You know, and, and so from that point, from jail, right up until that meeting, he was, like, helping me to grow, helping me to, like, know that, like, listen, this is okay. I don't know what them clowns did before. Mm-hmm. But this right here is safe. This is okay. You know, um. We didn't stay together. He lived up in Hart, up in the wherever that was, Broadway, 125th and Broadway. I was scared I'm from Nassau. I don't do this, you know. Uh. I don't do the boroughs. I was scared. I ain't going front, you know. Um, but, you know, it, and it's just that he was older. And I don't think I was ready because I was still like a young girl. And he was an older man, you know. But, I, you know, to this day, I can still look in hindsight. And I learned a lot from him. And I, the one thing I did learn that, that the communication piece was mad important because it played a very 
effective part in him and I, you know, remaining friends for years. That's right. everything. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly why um, these jails try so hard to interfere, to interfere with the communication mm-hmm. because they understand that if you have that communication built, then it's going to be harder for them to get away with doing things yes. that they're not supposed to be doing. Exactly. Right. Because you have somebody on the outside yes. that can advocate for you. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. and they try to do anything to you. Like, if they fit, if they see that you don't got no family, mm-hmm. nobody's coming to see you or nobody calling up that jail, man, they're going to try to do whatever with you. They're they going to try to keep you, put you really right. under they the jail. They under the jail. I literally watched a CEO, and I remember we were, like, going crazy on the we literally watched the CEO, this girl, he literally punched her, knocked her out. Mm. We like went ballistic, but we was all locked in. You know what I mean? But, yo, I'm telling you the things that, and I mean, I'm looking at him like, you know, I, 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 I wanted to do him something, but I wanted to go home too. Right. So, you yeah. know, but it's like, it's almost get to the point where that's why, and that's another reason why you try not to leave a man behind the wall. Because when you, as if you live it and you see what they do, yeah. It's almost like, you know what, I want my freedom, but you know what, like, taking your head off is just a little more important than my freedom right now. Right. I'd rather lay you out right now, and I'll just take that extra year. And that's how you feel sometimes, because they really just violate. They just yeah. violate. Like, let me call them. Like, it got, like, got me back behind the wall. Like, I was to see that, you know, and, and, it's, and it's sad, like, when you got people that don't know how to speak up for themselves that, right. you know, or they're not built for keep lock, so they let it happen so they don't get keep lock. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm coming at you. We can fight. We can do whatever. Go yeah. ahead, solitary confinement ain't nothing. It's just a longer nap. You got to let me out of here. Yo, for real. You got to let me out of here eventually. You got to let me out of here eventually. If nothing else, I got a conditional release date. I'm coming up out of here. But you're not going to do me any old kind of way. Whether you yeah. see mail or visit or not, you're not going to do me like that. You know, right. and that's it. so now with all of that you guys you're going through that you guys have been through. What would be your advice? Would you would you encourage like so? If there's a girl or a guy, you know, maybe young that that's like, yeah, you know, my boyfriend or my girlfriend's about to be sent. Like, would you would you encourage them to hold down your down the person, especially if they're young? Or would you tell them, you know what, I've been through this. I don't think that that's the right thing. Maybe you shouldn't. Or you know, like, what would you? What would be your advice to somebody, to a younger you, or somebody like you? I'm gonna encourage them to hold that person down. Like you know, and because you you was actually with that person before that person got into that trouble, and you know what I mean. Don't let the jail system. Mess, mess that up. Like, what was your plans with that person? Stick to that plan. Don't, you know what I mean? Everybody had their dark times. You gotta remember that per, it's gonna, it, that person got light at the end of the tunnel. It's not over. It's not over. This is just a, a obstacle that you gotta overcome. You know what I mean? Like, so just go forward. Do right by the person. Answer that phone call. You know what I mean? Reply to that email. Send them letters. Send them pictures. Let them know that you love them. Don't just tell them, show them. And if that person come home and end up, you know what I mean, turning on you, you know what I mean, you let karma deal with that person. Right. Yeah. The universe is always going to take care of you once you're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's true. I so. think, though, for me, if it was a younger female, I think really, though, I would have to tell her. I mean, overall, yeah, everybody want, you know, want to feel like they could say I'm that ride or die. 
But as a younger woman, you know, because I see so many younger women lose themselves to some of these mm-hmm. brothers that don't deserve it. Yeah. And I would really have to say to her, listen, how was he treating you before he went? Never mind what he was saying to you. Mm-hmm. What was he doing before he went behind the wall? You understand what I'm saying? Because, you know, like he said, like he was saying, my lady and this, that, and the third, like, then that's why I love these two right here. When a man has plans for you, when a man, when you are going to be a permanent part of a man's life, yeah. there are things that are being put in, in place to yeah. show you that, listen, we ain't there right now, but I'm showing you that in the near future, when I cross over, you crossing over with me. Right. Now, if this brother don't have no intentions for you. If you going up to the visiting, visiting room, you can't get on the dance floor because somebody well, else is already on yeah. the dance floor. But then you know what? Let her hold him down. Right. Yeah. You are too young to waste your life on buses to a penile system. Yes. Because nine times out of ten, they got kids. And what you're doing mm-hmm. is you're showing your daughter that all your worth is taking care of somebody who mistreats you. No, that ain't happening. If he wasn't good to you, then he ain't going to change. Oh, he can really tell you everything Gucci when he get behind the wall. Oh, right? yeah. But if he wasn't treating you good, if he wasn't loyal to you on the street, if you was fighting with chicks in the street because of him or even being confronted, I better not even be confronted. Don't even come up to me and tell me you know him without him first telling me that he knows you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So if he wasn't respecting you then, He's not respecting you when he comes home, and you don't need to waste your time. That's a yeah, fact. Yeah, you can always do I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had a lot of women ask me that question. Oh, my husband or my boyfriend got locked up or something like that. Um, should I hold him down or something? I was like, well, honestly, this, what I go through, is not for everybody. If you know that you cannot deal with rejection, period, don't even put yourself in that position. Right. Keep it 100 on the table at all times. You know you are not built for this. Don't do it. Don't right. waste your time because you miss out on a lot. You you have you miss out on a lot. Right. 100%. And that's that's fair. That's fair because, you know, there there are a lot of young girls that go yeah. through it, you know, and it's for people for men that don't really deserve it, you know, and because that, right, like you, you said, it was all of these things, you know, from on the outside, you hear, oh my God, people are really have nothing but time to conjure shit up and to make yeah. you feel like you're the best person, but then you going through other people on your visits mm-hmm. or all kind of other crap that they and and, and that's why doing. I respect her because you know we had we had talks and I'm like, yo, look. All them little joints you had, the little dudes you was talking to, like, <laughs> cut that short. I'm here now. You ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm here. You cool. Trust me. You feel me? And she, and, and, and she gave me that much respect, and I honored her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I just showed her. You know what I'm saying? I made her feel like she was home. I never made, there was not a day in there that I made her feel like she was locked up. I made her feel like she was home. Birthdays came around. Got the family together, cut the cake. You right. know what I'm saying? Had her on the Skype. Right. All that. You know what I'm saying? Gifts. Yeah. Show, send her pictures of gifts that she got. She going to get them when she come home. Mm-hmm. Oh, why you went and bought me that? We could have did this with the money. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know how that go. But you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just me. I'm just a lover. You know what I mean? I want you to feel like you home. Right. Everything's yeah. going to be all right. Definitely. Right. That's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And love got yeah. to be at the, the bottom line is love got to be the foundation. That's yeah, yeah. it, it has to be to. love and loyalty. That's yeah, it. longevity. Yep. Like, 
And you know what you built for. And see, and that's the case. Like, just to that own self be true. It's okay to say, like, listen, I really, really love you. But I know I'm not built for this. Somewhere down the line, I'm going to fall off. You know, because I'm not built for this. I love you. I pray, like, yo, when you get out, I hope you ain't mad at me. And we really could, like, reconnect. But I don't want to sit there and give you false hope now. Can yeah. I come through when when I can come through? Most definitely. Yeah. But see, now you're not expecting anything. So, you know, periodically when you hear from me, it'll brighten up your day. I didn't lie to you. I told you when I'm able, right. I will. You know, the worst thing you could do is lie to somebody yeah. on their way in and while they're in there. Listen, keep it 100 from the door. Yeah. I can't do this. Like yeah. My son, father, he was living with me. He was living with me when I told him I was out. But I told him, I told you a two to four. Right. I promised you a two to four. You on your way out the door and you catch a bid. Yeah. Right. All bets is off. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know we're pressed for time. I, I, I just have one more question. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're getting on me about my time. What? Oh, I have two questions. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So the first question is, did you have in your mind a set time? Like, like, she was saying, listen, I'm only giving you two to four. Like, did you have a set time? Like, yo, I'm only doing this amount. I, I'm not. Or when they're in the process of before their sentence, not even after their sentence, before their sentence and you're going back and forth or whatever, do you have that in your mind? It's like, listen, they got like five years. I, I'm only doing five years. If they, if they hit you with 10, 20, 50, life, I can't do that. I'm going to keep it 100. They could have gave her a dime. I was going to be there. You feel me? I don't care what time they gave her. I was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, from the door. It started from the courts to the lawyer offices. Man, I remember I ain't had no car at the time. I had to get on the train all the way from Far Rockaway to Manhattan well, to yeah. pay a lawyer just to make things go right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the time, that didn't matter. It's what I wanted. And you know what I mean? What I wanted me and her to share had. At the end of this, you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, I don't care what that judge gave you. I'm here. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. You good. And make no mistakes. If they would have said to him in the beginning 10 years, it wouldn't have been a problem for me. The 10 years, see, they, they because that's what I was prepared for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But when I'm prepared for you up here, I'm talking to you daily. You telling me you good and you not doing this and you not doing that. And then you mess around and you catch extended, uh, extended yeah. time or you, you do something that you could have avoided. You did that to yourself, especially yeah. knowing. Right. See, it's different if it was just me. You have a baby out here. So once you made a conscious decision that to me, what you said was what you had to do to with your rep, whatever the case may be, was more important than getting home to your family. I cannot raise my child to follow in your footsteps. I will not subject my child to waiting on a father to come home from the penile system. I'll see you when I see you, bro. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. and, you know, for your guy, if he respects you and he loves you, you know what I mean, as much of a stand-up dude that he was, you know what I mean, he going to try to walk that that fine line so he can make his good time. You know what I mean? Like, you got to look at the bigger picture while you in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I ain't getting caught up in this, man. I know I got a family at home. My lady come to see me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I used to do. Everything I used to do for her. So, you know what I mean? She would keep saying she wouldn't get in no trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, they had little chicks that used to be nitpicking with her, whatever. She would call me. I'd be like, yo, man, curb that. 
Don't yeah. don't even don't throw that away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need you out here. And that's we why got we plans. salute you again. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you because, and that's mm-hmm. important. I salute you because I'm telling you, I done had a couple of heads up in my shell uh, <laughs> behind that for real because you you get your frustration, you get mad like yo, I'm I, I don't even have nobody. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 and, and I don't need to hear the, all this chitter chat. You understand all that all that old cackling and stuff. Yeah, Shut up. You, got them you know, you, mm-hmm. like she she had a homegirl in there, and her homegirl's baby father ended up messing with the best friend. Wow. So, you know what I'm saying? So wow. she used to be calling me, and she she used to be telling me the story. I'm like, I don't really want to hear that because you good. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, right. Just distance yourself from that girl because you don't need that energy right now. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. when you get up on this phone. And you no, dial out my number, you know you're going to get an answer. Right. You know so, what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about hearing nothing crazy. You good. Yeah. Well, I know with me, with the whole timing situation, I came into this knowing that he had 25 to life. So that's, at that moment, good. it wasn't of, oh, I got five years or whatever. I, either I'm in it or I'm not. Right. Right. So and most what females, am I going to do? I, I, I commend you because most females hear that. Man, yeah. they out. I don't know. Yeah, they ain't try, they don't care about no trailer or none right. of that. They oh, out. That's, and I, that's understandable, you know. Oh, wow. But cool. this is somebody I've known since I was 13, before the streets knew him for what he was. So when all when the whole case happened originally, I was like, that's not true. Off right. the rip, I already knew that's not true at all. My mother knew it wasn't true, which is why she was at his trial. And she sat there with his mother. But, you know, when you were in the system, it's kind of hard to get out of it. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not you wrong or right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's you know. what you can prove. So, you know, every year for me, it was um this is a possibility that this could be the last year. That's all I kept thinking in my head because that is what motivated me to keep doing it. And now, you know, five years deep, I'm like, you know, there was a lot of things that I had to learn prior to right now because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. There was a lot of stuff. I, I was still, a, you know, a kid trying to get myself together. So I had to grow up. He had to mature. I had to mature. I had to get some things in alignment. Um, now we're in alignment. So it's more of a possibility that this could be the year that he comes home. And, you know, now we have these attorneys and they're reassuring us, all right, we're fighting. We're still fighting. We're, I'm like, I know I'm not sweating it no more. You know, I, I can't cry about it no more. It is what it is. Just pray on it. That's pray all you could do. All you could do is pray about it. So it's like I'm leaving it entirely in God's hands. That's what whatever. I did. I ain't going to lie. I prayed on it. I to. said, God, can you carry this for me? Like, not yeah, me. give me that's the strength. Too heavy. You know what I mean? To make these visits weekly and daily. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, you know. give you the strength because, Lord, you're you going to need that strength. Oh, I've yeah. been like that. Wow. Because yeah. it, it, you, you get depressed. You start missing, you do. Yeah. missing the person, right. and, you know. You do. Especially you seeing everybody else like the yeah. thing. You know, just the that's walking another the, thing, the too. Walking that's and real big. That, that's another thing. Like, you, know, you start <laughs> seeing other people who lovey-dovey. I never, not once, I knew my time was coming. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You just got to know your time is it just coming. Don't, but it don't make you miss it. Just, yeah. just You know, it, mm-hmm. it's still you can still remain loyal. You can yeah. still remain faithful. But it puts a longing inside of you. Like yeah. people on the outside, 
you know, nobody wants to put themselves in the other person's position. I'd be like, you got to think about how, if you missing it, what you think they missing? You got access. Right. You yeah. just choose not That's, to. Yeah. They have no access. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you long in and you got to remember that in their mind, they probably like, yo, I know she probably, I know he probably. And it don't mm-hmm. even be like that. But, you know, your mind will play tricks. Right? Miss one phone call. Oh, where you, you know, where you, yeah. what's going on? Unless right. they really, really know you. Yeah. They know you to be faithful. They know you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, when my son probably used to call, if I miss, oh, where was you at? Choir rehearsal? Where was you at? Church? Where was you at? You know, like, oh, you work late? Something like that. He knew, you know, cause he knows yeah. me. But imagine, like, even with him being that secure, missing a couple of calls, and then when mm-hmm. I finally get to call, but the, the minute when I accept, and he, and he hears, yeah. hey, daddy, or well, hey, babe, he's good, you know, because there's no change, you know, because when you, they know when you just switched over. Cause well, now yeah. it's like, yeah, what's the, hey, what's up? Oh no no I'm cooking right yeah. now no I just yeah, had no. a long day oh no I'm just tired I just want to go to bed you know all of a sudden where you couldn't you hated to hear the operator say one more minute yeah. now you're like I gotta go before the operator even get on the phone they know when a shift has come mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah wow so my last question that was one that was one question <laughs> jeez so what for is it it's okay so. For you, what what is your anticipation? Like, what do you think that your um, first day will be like when he comes home? I when he comes home, that. like, what do you, you know? Every day I think about that. Because I can either be at work or at home. So what is it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I could pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um uh, I might cry hysterically or there might be no tears at all because I've already cried all them years already. So there's nothing left. I don't know. I know I'm going to be grateful. I mean, I have everything prepared. Like, um, I don't use his side of the closet. I keep my side of the closet, you know, because I want to know that when he comes home, he has that space. And you have to start um, preparing things mentally before it happens right. in the physical so I'm everything that I do, like I have a little OCD, a little bit. So I have these routines and these patterns in, that I do in the house, but I make room for him yeah. wherever, you know, you know, wherever we are in the house, you know, the bathroom, the baby's room, there's room, there's a place for him to settle. So wherever it is, whether he pop up at how at the, at my job, we ready. <laughs> I know that's right. I that's dope right here. Oh. And then for you two, what was that first day like? When, what was that Man, first day like? I was like, yo, is this real? This is about to happen. Like, that's all I kept saying was like, yo, I was up early in the morning. And then, you know, you always got that one family member okay. <laughs> that, that be hating, like, oh, right? yeah, like, trying to life. be like, yeah, I thought she was trying to curve me. So I'm like, yo, I had ran to my man crib real quick, and I was like, yo, she's she playing games with me right now, whatever, whatever. He's like, yo, why are you saying that? I'm like, yo, her energy is kind of off. But, you know, when you first come home and, you know what I mean, right. she's a little kind of overwhelmed or whatever. Yeah. But it's all on video when she first came home. We was all Aww. over each other and stuff. Like, her oh, pops, knew what we her pops yeah. looked at her and said, yo, nah, this dude is for you. Like, this dude is serious about you. And I looked at her father and I said, yo, listen here. She in good hands now. Don't have to worry about nothing. 
That's what's up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know. Well, I don't have those cute little Harlequin. <laughs> that is because you got to remember, I was now married, right? I was married when he came home. Um, and the funny thing is, is that I didn't know he was home. His best, his best, best man. Like, I'm like, yo, Black is looking for you. And thank God, you know, I found him the day I ran into him that I did. Well, I didn't run into him. I went to him um, because they was like, yo, he said if, if he didn't find you by the day, he was coming to your house. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, it was funny because he was down at the Department of Social Services because he had to do housing because he came right back. You know, it's hard to leave a lifestyle, you know. He yeah. didn't come back to, like, getting hired or stuff like that, you know, because you got to remember, he was a dealer, like, first. And so he's sleeping up in the hotels. And they like, listen, you want parole, man. You can't stay at a hotel. So he had to go down to Social Services for housing. So I went, I went to where... The house where he was staying, and his boy was like, listen, I mean, where he went after he left the hotel. So his man was like, listen, he down in social service. I said, really? So I walked, I went down to social service. They was closing. And I said, listen, I'm looking for a gentleman. I said, trust me, you'll be able to find him. He's the biggest thing in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I said, he should be in the housing area. So they went and they got him. And um, he was like, I don't know who that is because I'm like by the door. And he still he couldn't see too so I said, well, if you don't know who it is, then I might as well bounce. And when he said that, he's like, oh, you know. And then, um, and then from that point on, it was just like, hey, what's up? Like, so glad to see you. And, um, you know, it was just like a breath of fresh air for me because I remember, like, there was times I used to lay in my bed, my marriage bed, like, with my back turned with tears in my eyes saying, black would have never treated me like this. Mm. Like, you know, whereas this man had, you know, we had money because we had a business and everything else. I said, listen, I'd rather live in a cardboard box with a faithful man than in a mansion with a cheater, you know. And I was, you know, so I had the two cars and, you know, the access to the bank accounts. And I could, you know, go eat whenever I wanted to and do whatever I wanted to do. But I was only beautiful on the pretty on. It was just pretty on the outside. But I was living a nightmare. Not that he wasn't physically abusive because, he know, listen, I'll cut you too thin to fry. You ain't going to do that to me. However... But emotionally, I was torn down. And mm-hmm. I would always say, Black would have never treated me like this. He would have never treated me like this. And so when I found out that he was home, the minute that I hugged him and I was like, oh, my God, you're home. Like, it, all bets was off for my husband. Like, listen, yeah. you can go ahead and file for divorce, but I'm done. Like, my man, my husband is really home, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what it was. And that's what I stuck to. And I stuck to that until I put him in the grave. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave his side from that. It was only eight months. Yeah. Only eight months. You know, and the only thing I regret is that I put him in the grave. I really should have cremated him because he spent his whole life incarcerated in a box. So when I thought about it after the fact, I I really should have cremated you. But I didn't want people to think. I really didn't want people to think. The reason why I cremated, I mean, I did it is because I didn't want people to think that nobody loved him enough Mm -hmm. to give him a proper burial. Because yeah. he always was looked at like, yeah, you, you take stuff and you rub, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You really ain't got no real support. Now, nah, he got somebody now. So I made sure that his funeral was late, everything, and, and I paid for it myself, you know. And I made sure that he had a resting place. But when I thought about it in hindsight, I said I should have cremated him because he spent his whole life in a box. Mm. Wow. 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 Well, listen, I just want to thank you all. I, I really do. Do you want to come up and... Everyone, welcome. Uh, Yana, 
Shawana. 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 Everybody, welcome. Shawana. Hi. Listen, I'm sure you already know, right, that you have an amazing man. Thank you. You have something that people don't have. So, and I'm sure you know that. But um, I just, I want to know, like, how is it, how was it for you? Because, you know, like I said, people don't, women don't have that man, that male support. You know, how was that for you to know that you had somebody there with you holding you down for real? Well, you know, in the beginning, you're not positive that that person is going to be around. You know what I mean? Like for me, I'm only speaking for myself and my experience. Um, when we first got together, we was dealing with each other for a couple months. So it was kind of brand new. And then I bumped into it. I knew I was going to prison. So I wasn't really trying to get, you know, um, get with him as much as I wanted to because right. I knew I was going away eventually. You know, so um, when I did go away, I was talking to a couple guys. I was single, so I was, you know, talking to a couple guys. And um, he just was like, it was something about him. It was like, this guy, I feel like he's going to be around. Like, it's something about him, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Like, you know, I know I got to do a two-year bid. You know, I, I need that support. I need someone to, you know, help me get through this because, as a female being incarcerated, you know, mentally, it's like it can destroy you if you're not strong, you know, and especially if you don't have that support system on the outside. Um, family, having family is really good, you know, to have your family. But when you have your loved one by your side and, um, you know, that person that know you from inside and out, like that's a different feeling, you know. So when I knew that he was really going to hold me down, I'm like, <laughs> I felt like this, this is the best because, you know, people didn't have that. Like, the females in prison did not have that. The visiting floor was empty. Mm-hmm. And then the men, we looked at the men, like, we can see the outside. We can see, like, the men's visiting floor, and it was just, like, packed. Mm-hmm. We had a couple people there, you know, and everybody knew my man was coming every weekend. They knew he was going to be there. <laughs> and, you know, I used to be walking up the hill. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be running back to the dome and go, get oh, he's here. And I'll be sitting there waiting for her. Like, you know what I mean? But, but you know, it got to the point where I felt like, I felt like, am I taking over his life? Like, I feel like, you need some time for yourself. Like, don't come this week. Instead of you coming four times out of the month, come two times. You know, so sometimes I felt like, damn, like, Am I overdoing it? You know, like, do. So then I started to tell him, like, babe, just come every other week. You know, at first he was like, no, I'm not coming every other week. I'm going to be there every week. I'm like, no, listen, I want to work out. You take it away. I just try to make every excuse. You know what I mean? Because I did not want him to get overwhelmed with my situation because I knew I had two years. And anything can happen. Like, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, things could change, you know. And I'm like, damn, he a good-looking guy. You know, the girls is looking at him like, I can't. Listen, listen, anything could change, you know what I mean? So it was definitely a struggle. But we're here now, and we got a beautiful baby, which I never imagined that I would have a baby as soon as I came home. (laughs) Yeah. But he had plans from the the gate. He had plans. He knew exactly what he was doing. He planned the whole thing out. But... I mean, that's what the man's supposed to do, right? Yeah. Right. They're supposed to plan the, plan everything a man, out. A man, when they first meet a female, they already know what they want to do with them. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. They Thank know. You. Right. 
But you know, like us being like we was together like literally two months, three months before I went to prison. You know, and I'm like, he's not gonna hold me down. But when I checked my account, he was the first one to put money on my account before I even spoken to him. Like I didn't even. I was never gonna call him because we was never that we wasn't like secretive like like she's like yeah I mean we weren't dealing like, with each other like that help me to the in my point where you don't really need to know you know what I mean so right. I got exactly. a phone call from one of her homegirls like oh did he speak to Shawana I'm like yeah who did her last night or whatever and then she like yo you sure or whatever I'm like yeah she's like well I just got an email alert saying that she's locked up I'm like what locked up like wow. how what happened. People think that, you know, the op, that, that picture that was posted went viral. So people in the comments was like, oh, she probably went for, to jail for something that I made her do or mm. she went to jail for me. That's nah. the, yeah, because that's, yeah, that's, that's like, you know what I mean? How can I say it? That's like the usual. The, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? A guy, a girl going to jail for something that the guy made her do. But that in this case, that's not the, the scenario or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So when a homegirl... Gave me her information. I looked it up. That's why she was locked up. I'm like, oh, hell no. Drove right to the Western Union. Threw that money in there real quick. Get her phone call. And I'm like, how the hell? Oh, can we yeah, I'm you like, can. how the hell do he know I'm in, I'm locked up? Like, I did not tell his boy I was locked up. I looked at my account and I seen money from him. I seen his last name. I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I cannot believe that he put money in my account. You know, it was, it was just. I was like, wow, I can't believe that, like, you know, because we were just dealing with each other for a little while. And then the first time we spoke, he reassured me, like, listen, whatever it is that you're going through, I'm there with you. I'm listening to him. It's going in one ear and coming I mean, out the other because problem, I'm like, you know, I mean? like, you know, he can say this now, but he don't know I got, I'm probably going to do a couple years, you know, so right. he doesn't know that. So I don't really know if he's going to be there for me, but he was. And now what I could say too is any guys that was in my life, he shut them down. He made them, right. <laughs> he got them out. Yeah. They had to go. My wife, I ain't about to play with yeah. this. Yeah. I'm calling home and he's at my house. I'm like, how the hell did he get there? He put my mom, he put my family. I'm like, he's the one. I don't yeah. know. That's what it boils down to when a man has plans for you, mm-hmm. right. yeah. it's obvious. I got friends right now that have been getting married for 10 years. They ain't got their rings. Look, I done been married, divorced, and I'm back out fishing. And they tell me, you still waiting to get to the yeah. altar. Boo, it's not happening. When yeah. a man has plans for you, and I know it make it hard, especially like with my girl, like, listen, Every time you turn around, nigga, I started taking offense. I was like, your brother done stopped you from making me porgies. You know, we, because we would eat, you know, we did our little fish thing together. And I'm like, listen, you're taking up my time. But when a man has plans for you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all are young. I'm looking at y'all like, these sisters is bad little young girl. Make me want to go back a couple of years. <laughs> and, no, he really, really has plans. Right. And, he that's, has plans. and that's what it is. And, and, and the bottom line is that, listen, a, a, Look, you only get whatever your what your what your aura demands. You understand what I'm saying? You see yourself as a girlfriend, you won't always be a girlfriend. Exactly. You see yourself as a wife, you will be a wife. Like, you know, from day one, I felt like he knew what it was that he wanted to do with me. Right. You know, from day one, like our conversation was just I think what it is too, like 
you know, our conversation and things that we spoke about, he was like, yo, you different, you know, like I'm very business minded, you know, so I always encourage him to do certain things and he probably wasn't getting that from other females that he was dealing with, you know. Yeah, and that was what it was a lot was, of females right. that probably was like, yes, girls, or do whatever yeah, they right. do, whatever yeah. he wanted them to do because he had money. Right. I'm not, listen, no, I'm yeah. not that type of girl, yeah. you know, and it's it's it was definitely a struggle being incarcerated, but he definitely helped me. That's you know, he helped me got get through those days and the right. days that I felt like was um long, he made them definitely seem short. Like, right. That's right. That is so it's so amazing. When I my husband told me about you, I was like, Oh my God, that I have to. I have to because I know that that's not the norm, you mm-hmm. know. Right. So I'm just yeah. I'm really, really grateful for you guys for coming up here. Telling your story, really educating people, and really sharing your experiences. I know it's sometimes, like I said, people don't want to talk about it. It's like, yeah, I, right. you know, I don't right. want to talk about it. It happened or it's happening, and I'm, you know, but you guys are able to come out and just really tell your story. So I really, really appreciate you guys. And I want to congratulate her for being pregnant. Oh, like, thank you. It's such a blessing. <laughs> thank it's you. It's such a blessing. And you're staying you strong. With time. him being incarcerated, you still look strong and you keep you staying sane. So that's, yeah. that's really good. Thank you, know, you so much. healthy for the baby. So don't stress. Yes. You know? thank and you to you so all the much. people that's out there, I just want to say this, man. If you got somebody that's incarcerated. Hold them down. Hold them down. Yeah. It may seem like it's over, but it's never over. They got a date to be free. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And you mm-hmm. could, trust me, you could help them get through them days. The visits, a letter, that one phone call could change their whole mood. That's put them in very good space. important. Every That's day I look important. forward to a letter, an yeah, email, yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. You know, Pictures. they don't have the date, port, like that I have on the outside. outside. You know, a letter means Everything in prison when you're incarcerated, you need that mail corp. You don't get any mail, yeah. you oh, ain't wow. nobody. Right. Like wow. you don't right. have nobody to support you on the outside, so they treat you any type See? of way. Yeah. Me, I got love in there. They knew I had a lot of support from my family on the outside, and then he came to visit me every week. Right. So it was like right. they knew. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, even until, yeah. They so know my commissary is stacked. They know yeah. oh, she's somebody. Her man come here every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we it's really a blessing to have people to support you because it helps you mentally when you in the in, when you in the inside because you know the system is designed to destroy you. It yeah. is. Yeah. Definitely. And if you're Definitely. not strong enough, it will really fuck you up. It will. Mentally, yeah. seriously. You gotta encourage yeah. each other, like you know, encourage each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To make that visit or make that trip. You know what I mean? Don't discourage that person. And it's not easy. It's really not easy. It's not easy. No. To be on the outside, on. you know, and, and support somebody that's incarcerated. It's hard because you're dealing with your own personal life and your own situation. Like, you're pregnant and you got to go visit him. And then yeah. he, he, you t- him telling you the problems that he's going through. And then you don't know if tomorrow he's going to get into something, God forbid, and something happens, you yeah. know. so. Anything could possibly happen in prison. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a struggle and it's hard. It is. Yeah, right. you know, right. um, her, she she got a book that's coming out called Swipe. You know, y'all could pick it up. Right. You know, the, it's about to be released. That's you know, it's about, yeah. about her being incarcerated before. and yeah, It's about my life experience and, yeah. you know, what I've done. It's not about me. It's a, like maybe 60% about me. You know, it's entertaining as well. And, um... It's a dope book. It's about credit card fraud and, you know, growing up in Brooklyn and the fast life and, um, you know, getting into a situation, you know, having to go to prison. And so it's a, it's a really good book. So it's coming out in the second week of March. I don't have the exact date, 
But y'all could definitely catch it. My um, Instagram name is Wanna Got Class, and I'll be posting about it. Yes, I was just about to say, let yeah, everybody know. know. Yeah. So, Wanna yeah, Got Class is my Instagram. Yes. McKinney101 is one Instagram, and then we have the Free Marsden campaign, which is another one, and then McKinney underscore facing the truth. Only Fly with five Y's is my Instagram. You could catch me on there. And also on Facebook for past episodes. We're on all podcasting platforms. Uh, every, everywhere that you can listen to a podcast, we're there. A- Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and all that other good stuff. You can also click the link in my bio, and it'll lead you right to the latest episode. Uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, thank you, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.